2: Hi, I'm Skylar. And I'm Max. During quarantine, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about.
1: It didn't take long for us to become completely obsessed with the show.
2: And one of the things we loved the most about the show were the brilliant end credits.
1: Which is why we created this podcast.
2: Each week, we'll go episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credit sequences.
1: We're excited to have you join us on the very first credit score spinoff, Bob's Credits.
2: We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due.
1: Chip Chipperoo, hello. Chip Chipperoo, our official sign-on. Despite the face that Skylar <laughs> is making at me right now,
2: I was just trying to contain it.
1: Has it grown on you yet, or you're still? Well, I forget it what it is
2: in between each recording session, and
1: so you're saying I need to say it more in our daily life.
2: Maybe because what happens instead is. I have Andy's, when I'm trying to like, whoops, sorry, figure out what it is, Andy's voice from The Office, when he does a do do oh. always comes in.
1: So you're saying I'm as annoying as Andy from The Office.
2: I think there's a parallel. One
1: of the most annoying sitcom characters of all time. I'd agree. I, I enjoy Ed Helms, but that character drives me crazy, and I do not like him on The Office.
2: You know what is another parallel? Hmm. You both are, like, banjo nerds. Do you find his banjo playing annoying on The Office?
1: No, I like his banjo playing, actually. He's really good at it. He is. And Ed Helms is a really good banjo player.
2: Do you have any... And this is bad, because, like I said, I can't remember plot of episodes very well. I, like, remember the feelings, like, big emotional arcs. Do you have any moments where you liked Andy on the show?
1: There were a couple moments. I think he was a lot better as just kind of like a minor character. Yeah. And then when they try to like he like took over the show, pretty much no. it just did not work for me. He's it very just, annoying. It's a
2: sinking ship. There's
1: nothing redeeming about him to me. No. He's not as lovable as Michael. So when, Ooh. By the way, this show is not about the office. No. This the this, this show we're recording right now is not about the office. If you're listening to this show and you don't know about my other podcast, Credit Score. We do an entire episode about the office and the office's opening credits in particular. If you want to go which check are that out, iconic. We had a fantastic guest, Jess McKenna, who came and did the episode with us, and, and it's a lot of fun. If the... you want to get, I think we discuss Andy and our dislike for uh-huh. him at some point.
2: What was the instrument? The melodica. Guess? The melodica. Yeah, which she is played in it live the opening of yeah. the credits at iconic. Yeah.
1: I mean, not to like. We can still discuss Andy right now. I just wanted to shout that out because yeah, it's a th- great episode. You it's still a lot haven't of fun.
2: said what this podcast is about. Though. You're
1: right. I got so hooked on the Chip Chip Peru that I haven't even introduced the podcast. <laughs> That's Do you want to introduce problem. a podcast?
2: <laughs> sure. Okay. All right, guys. We are here to discuss not just Bob's Burgers, but particularly the end credits of Bob's Burgers. We're obsessed with the show,
1: which is why it's the show is called.
2: Um. Oh our, my God! Our show. Oh, my God. The show we're, we're okay. hosting right now. Wait, this is apropos, because uh-huh. Gene. this happens to Gene yeah. in the episode, where he's like, but I call you dad. Right. <laughs> so this is, <laughs> this is- This is massive. You're listening
1: to our podcast, is the name of this show? <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, Bob's Credits.
1: Bob's Credits is the name that, of the show. That is this
2: podcast.
1: spin uh, spinoff of Credit Score, this show I just mentioned. We are going through every end credit sequence to Bob's Burgers.
2: Because they're fantastic and deserve more credit.
1: Yeah. And for the first season, we've kind of been bunching them together because they're very... They get more experimental with the credits as the show goes on.
2: Yeah, and elaborate. So we've been,
1: yeah, so we've been bunching out. them because there's not many changes. So in this particular episode, we're actually for the first time bunching three episodes into one of our episodes here to finish up the first season.
2: Right. So we'll finish up the first season in this, and this will be our first season finale that we're covering.
1: So we are over there. Is the lovely Skylar?
2: I am Skylar, but more importantly in yes. your name. I, I thought of an Andy moment that I thought was really endearing. Okay, When they he finds out that Angela is cheating and they have that duel.
1: Him and Dwight.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. and he wins the duel with his Prius. I just found it that in that moment I just was one of the only moments where I was like very pro Andy.
1: Yeah, you know what? I think it's uh, something just said in the credit score uh-huh. episode. I think she said it was that there's so much like punching down on Andy too that he doesn't get any victories and it's almost like exhausting to watch the character like he doesn't he's so like
2: right he also non-stop. doesn't have any like i'm sorry i say this w- phrase every single podcast he doesn't have a lot of like emotional arc
1: right and that's what it that's why tired. michael even though he was obnoxious and he had these redeeming qualities about him and i d- just think danny I, right. I, I don't think andy was as rounded right. out
2: Exactly. as a character
1: or was meant to be even. Right. And that's the problem with when you know you introduce a character to a show and then it kind of
2: I think it's hard when you have a TV show that is so beloved and you add new characters. Like even um Karen, who's like one of my favorite actresses of all time. I I I can't remember where I read this, but I still think she gets hate for like breaking up Jim and Pam. She didn't break them up, but you know what I mean? It's sure. like Poor Karen. She was yeah, great. She was
1: fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I um, agree. And Andy, there were other factors at play with Andy in real life. Ed Helms became a huge star because of the hangover movies. So they're like, well, we got to keep this guy, you know, as the lead right. on our show now. And
2: so this is the thing. This is, you guys should go listen to um, their uh, credit score office episode because we'll pivot here soon. But I, I loved that whole conversation you had because if you're making decisions kind of like networky decisions and like who's the star or like I'm going to cast this person cuz they have 2 million followers, I think they they lost the brilliance of the show and it's not casting the person who's making A-list movies, it's casting the character that we're all hooked on. Mm-hmm. So I th- I think that was a total like well, how who, how are we going to get our numbers up now that you know the showrunner has left or whatever? So, but speaking of, first of all, that's Max. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, he's Wait, just, he's that, here. I'm I'm here. I'm Max. Uh, I'm not going anywhere.
2: Nope, we're in <laughs> uh, this apartment for the rest of our freaking lives.
1: Biscuit, our dog, is here, passed out on the floor. He is. His eyes are shut, more tight than they've ever been right now.
2: That's so cute. I can see him through the mirror. He's sleeping like a baby. He is. But speaking of introducing characters, we meet some new characters in these next three episodes. And Bob's Burgers, um, maybe unlike The Office, I'm not sure. I'd say that does a really good job of introducing characters and building them out. Sometimes even giving them their own story art.
1: and they they grow like they they become better characters as the show goes on because a lot of these characters yeah. are not who the characters that they end up being at some point that you're kind of like yeah like
2: um zeke yeah jocelyn right
1: don't yeah. don't say jocelyn's name if she's not in these episodes
2: i know we have to do <laughs> well, my segment later
1: jocelyn will be making many 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 more appearances but not not quite yet unfortunately yeah. she's well let's not- just do
2: my segment now because yeah. since we brought it up okay okay did jocelyn make max giggle in these episodes
1: Sh- Jocelyn is nowhere to be found in any of these I believe maybe she's in the background in school shots I don't know they I-, weren't I didn't at look enough but
2: school at in any of these th-
1: one of them they were there was one part okay and I'll, I'll right I'll point because out it yeah interesting so character. we're doing episodes 11 12 and 13 of the first season yep which is, we'll get into the titles and synopsis, but first we've got to play our favorite game, our favorite segment of this podcast. Yes. It's called Bob Pun or Max Pun. Yep. Bob makes puns for the burgers of the day on every episode. Max makes puns for every episode of our
2: Every episode podcasts. of my life.
1: Yeah, every episode of your life. Every <laughs> yeah. single episode, every day of your life. But
2: quarantine just makes my life feel like one never-ending, Pun. mediocre episode. I like that. Yeah. Especially mediocrity. Yeah. Sums it up perfectly. Like just that episode of a show that you're invested in, but like it it's not a gem. It's not it just it's not great. Going. It has
1: its highlights, it has its lowlights. Yeah. It's more uh more andy than Michael Scott, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. Okay. I'm getting <laughs> okay. So let's move on.
1: All right, let's go with Bob Pun or Max Pun Skyler. Oh, I just realized I'm looking through these. They're all song titles, and I didn't do that on purpose.
2: Ooh, cool.
1: Okay. The first, your first pun is, and I've had the time of my life burger. And That's I've
2: so good.
1: Had Max. the time to. Nope. Okay. This is a Bob pun. I remember it because I think I looked to you and I said, that is one of my favorite of all time.
2: It's really good.
1: And I've, I can't not sing it. And i had the time of my life. Okay. okay, are you ready for the next one? Yeah. You spinach me right round, spinach burger. Max, no, oh Bob. My God. So let me tell you why Skylar guessed Max on that one. We were cooking a spinach burger earlier this week, and I said I'm going to come up with a spinach pun. I thought of one. It was this one. I was like, I wonder if so that was actually. I'm
2: kind of right.
1: Yeah. This is the one I, but I was going to say it to you, and then I said, no, I'll say it for the podcast, and then I looked it up, and Bob actually oh, was had it. Oh, that one? Yeah. You guys,
2: he did come up with this, like, before he did this research when yeah. we were cooking.
1: So, I, I'm wondering if some of these might end up being Bob ones down the road that yeah. I come up with. They might overlap.
2: I but feel like these, I get half a point. these
1: purposes, I'll give you that. Okay. Your next pun is, glory, glory, jalapeno Bob. burger. Yes. Yeah. There you go. And your last one is. You don't have to sing
2: them. Oh, uh, I love singing them. <laughs> you can just... It
1: makes them more fun.
2: Okay.
1: Your last one is. Let's get it prawn.
2: Okay. So Let's that
1: is... get it prawn. Okay.
2: I feel like if I'm going to talk, you're going to start singing. So.
1: Let's get it prawn.
2: Um. I, that sounds so Bob to me and if they haven't used it in the episode, they're missing out. So I'm gonna go Bob.
1: It is Max.
2: Is are there any is there any writing staff listening? Because that could be a whole episode. I think they're all
1: listening. They're all just Oh, a
2: Valentine's Day episode. Every week'd be great.
1: Every week the entire writing staff of Bob's is listening to our podcast, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They're waiting to hear if their names are gonna be mentioned in the credits. Which the the writing staff sits there and they're like, "How badly will they mispronounce our names this week?" Because <laughs> we are struggling with some of the names, unfortunately. Yeah. All right, should we get into the episodes?
2: Um, do you have anything
1: more to add? Do we want to talk about The Office a little bit more? Or do we want to talk about <laughs> no. Arrested Development? Do we want to talk about other shows?
2: No, I that just want to say that Bob's? I'm very embarrassed and I need to step up my game
1: with this pun yeah, game. That hurt a little. Well, I mean, in your defense, I I really stepped up the. The mixing and matching.
2: Yes. And you have.
1: I do things during the week to throw you off going into it, like the spinach, what? the whole spinach situation.
2: That wasn't planned, though. <laughs> oh,
1: I was, I like Inception do a little bit, I think. Okay. Yeah.
2: But that burger was not very good. I'm kind of feeling nauseous right now. Just
1: talking about it? Yeah. Okay. Should okay. we move into the, the episodes? Yeah. What is episode 11, which we're starting with?
2: Episode 11 is Weekend at Mort's. Uh huh. Great, great title.
1: Weekend at Bernie's, play on Weekend at Bernie's.
2: Yep. Alright, so, Green Mold forces the Belchers to stay over at Mort's mortuary for the weekend. Mort's cool to watch the kids, so Linda decides this weekend should be that honeymoon they never had. Meanwhile, when Louise pushes Mort into a blind date with a fellow mortician, Tina takes over as babysitter. Louise, of course, tries to scare the shit out of Jean and Tina down in the morgue. Mort's blind date turns into a double date with Bob and Linda at Jimmy Pesto's, where it is, of course, Jamaican night. Why wouldn't it be at an Italian restaurant?
1: Yeah. Rasta, Rasta,
2: Rastafarian?
1: Pastafarian is what he's doing. That pastafarian. I miss miss (laughs) that. It's so bad. It's so bad. And it's something that you would see at a restaurant and cringe.
2: I know. Yeah.
1: He's wearing like awful Rastafarian dreadlocks. And it's, I mean,
2: talk about cultural appropriation. Oh,
1: it's the ultimate cultural appropriation. But that's
2: Jimmy. Yeah. You know, but he even
1: culturally appropriates Italian. For his oh totally <laughs> for Jimmy Pesto. So
2: his restaurant reminds me like when we're traveling and you're so hungry but you don't know the city and you really want to find like a local spot and all you can find are like the Jimmy Pesto restaurants. So then yeah. you eat like bad,
1: bad frozen
2: uh, spinach dip yeah. and call it a night. Yeah,
1: it's bad Italian food yeah. with horrible Italian decorations.
2: Oh, I love some cheesy Italian decorations.
1: Sure. A little candle,
2: but I hate a little Like a uh,
1: candle served in a bottle that's Giam-ti. in like a wicker, yeah, <laughs> wicker holder. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, everybody. knows Are you what picturing? You're it? About.
1: Everyone is picturing it. Yeah. This episode was written by Scott Jacobson and directed by Anthony Chun. And a funny thing about Scott Jacobson it is that in this episode, his name is spelled wrong in the credits.
2: But it is had, it the opening or the end credits? We have to take a look. I,
1: I'm not sure, but I think... We, we did all the
2: same research. It might be research. both,
1: but it's uh, en, I guess, instead of O-N at the end. Yeah, that's um, a mistake I would make. <laughs> yeah. Scott Jacobson's also a four-time Emmy winner Ooh. for... He, he wrote for The Daily Show and for Bob's Burgers. He's won for both. Wow. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. I love this episode.
1: I love this episode, too. This is one of my favorites from the first season.
2: I found a, um, a quote that kind of encompasses how I feel about this episode. Um, the AV Club reviewer, uh, Rowan Kaiser, gave this a B+. I would go higher, mm-hmm. I think. But this is what he said about this episode. It's not deep. It's not quite as delirious as Art Crawl, but gags like Jemmy Pesto's Jama- Jamaican Night are consistent winners. I think episodes like this are Bob's Burgers' baseline moving forward. Weird, funny, and occasionally springboards to episodes of sheer genius. So I just wanted to back up a mm-hmm. little bit. I feel like I was a little bit too hard or judgmental on the fact that they wanted this show to be about cannibals. I'm so glad they, Max, um told us in our pilot episode that this show was originally pitched as a family of cannibals. And I was like, hated the idea. I'm so glad they didn't go with that. But I wasn't giving credit. Like part of the reason this show works is that there is like outlandish and weird shit. Of course. So totally. um, I thought this reviewer put it perfectly. Yeah.
1: And I think I wonder how much obviously they work next to this mortician. I wonder how much that was going to come into play mm-hmm. if there were cannibals, you know. Yes. Yeah.
2: And speaking of mort, I um, I feel really stupid for not noticing this now, but um, mort, mort, mm-hmm. is death in French.
1: Oh, okay. Did you know that? So is that where morticians, okay, that's that's where the title comes from.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Mort. 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 This is a language podcast. And
2: orgasm is le petit mort, which is the small death.
1: Oh, an orgasm is dying?
2: Yeah, it's like a small death. Oh. It makes sense to me. Are
1: you trying to tell me something?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I only know this because there's um, one of my favorite ballets. It's called Le Petit Mort.
1: Okay. Um, there's a ballet about it. a small orgasm?
2: I mean, it, it is phenomenal.
1: Okay. Biscuit, your muffs. You don't hear your parents <laughs> talking about this stuff. Okay. Okay. What else? Do, okay, so... Do we want to get into these end credits now, or do we have more information? I feel information? like we might have
2: some more trivia. Okay. How are you All right. feeling?
1: Hit me. Hit me okay. some trivia. First,
2: I just want to say this is Tina's first babysitting gig, and I love babysitting Tina. Uh
1: huh, I do, too. I love her. I do, too. She thinks she's in control. Louise is always really kind of like puppet mastering her. It's great.
2: But she like she really wants to sparkle. She wants to be that like gregarious, like the babysitter you want to be or wanna be with. And she's like neither of those things.
1: She's also terrified about spending weekends in a death house. Yeah. And she's there's lots of Tina us which are important to this podcast, which we'll say a little bit later. And Louise is thrilled about staying in yeah.
2: this. I think I would be too. To stay in a Really? Yeah, but I, We watch
1: enough scary movies that I don't want to do that.
2: I just like, this is like, please cut this. But like, I just feel like the more we talk about death and get comfortable with death and stop like mystifying it, like every one of us is going to do like going to happen to us. That's a whole nother conversation. Oh, if, oh it should be. Oh, do it. Sorry. The trivia.
1: Well, no, I was going to say if this is. Side note, if you want a really good listeners, if you want a really good horror movie that's set in, in a, a mortician, morgue. in a morgue, um, the autopsy of Jane Doe, go into that without knowing anything about it. It stars Emil Hirsch and Brian Cox from it's Succession. A
2: really good movie. It's a great
1: movie, especially For, yeah. Halloween time. It's
2: Watch fantastic. that movie.
1: It's creepy.
2: Speaking now that I'm like talking all about death, a cut scene from this episode was Mort has a podcast. Um, and it is called Hey, it's your loss. Oh. So I feel like that would have been appropriate content. Oh, and not, the it's not it's not were... the small orgasm. <laughs> no, it's not le petit, mot.
1: Le petit mot.
2: Okay, so I can't believe you didn't find this trivia because it made me think of you and made me really happy.
1: If this is a small orgasm thing, I'm gonna be so pissed <laughs> off.
2: <laughs> it's not a small orgasm, it's a little death. Oh. Like a little a death metaphor. is
1: an an orgasm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I died a little bit inside.
2: Exactly. It makes I've, sense.
1: It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like the small orgasm.
2: Just <laughs> just a, just <laughs> the a bit. The
1: teeniest, tiniest <laughs> of orgasms.
2: I hope um, you're listening to
1: this with your kids, everyone.
2: Mm-hmm. So, they go to Mort's. They're super surprised that his apartment is very chic. They thought it would be creaky, creepy. And um, Gene starts messing with the radio. Yeah. And do you know, this is related to credits. Do you know what is played on the radio? I just
1: read this too, so I do know, but why don't you tell us?
2: Okay. It's from my, I think I'm going to say this, my Freddit, my Forever Vote, my favorite credit sequence. <laughs> I'm not
1: cutting that, by the way. That's, that was <laughs> <Okay>. great.
2: <laughs> my favorite credit sequence so far um, is can you say the episodes? It's like c-
1: sheesh, cab, sheesh, sheesh Cab Bob. Yeah.
2: And um, the end credits are from a song that was in the episode called Lifting Up the Skirt of the Night. Yeah.
1: Lifting up the skirt of the night.
2: Slow down. I oh, don't know the words. I, th- I think I'm going
1: to get like a recording contract after this episode. Okay. I mean, <laughs>
2: <Shagran>. <laughs> you guys, if you <laughs> don't play into it, they just move on. Like
1: Pulling down the pants of the night. Look at those tight pants.
2: I thought you would be charmed by by that fact. Oh,
1: I love it. It's great. All right. I love that Lifting Up the Skirt of the Night is played on radios in the Bob's Burgers universe. I love it. It's a great song.
2: Fantastic song. All right.
1: Okay, should we get in these credits? Yep. Okay. So, as always, going to play the kind of like the last few moments before the credit starts, Bob and Linda are dancing in Jimmy Pesto's restaurant. Bob is pantsless, but he's got his underwear. And he's about <laughs> to spot some mold in Jimmy Pesto's restaurant, which is going to make him very happy. And then it'll go into the end credits.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> That's green mold right there on Jimmy's
1: wall. What? See it, Lynn? Right you there. You can hear that awful <laughs> reggae music <laughs> yes. playing. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: we win! We win! <laughs> uh, just put some bleach on it. What? <laughs> we more. Cut to the credits.
1: So we've, we got, we've got the generics sequence.
2: No new action.
1: No new action, just the back of Bob, uh, Louise, and Tina cooking in the kitchen, kitchen. prepping. Um, But we've got this new Weekend at Mort's, which they chant and dance as they're making their way from their restaurant to Mort's for the weekend. They're all kind of like singing and chanting Weekend at Mort's. They're
2: like lined up doing this like dance, singing.
1: And now in these credits, it seems to be played over an awful like uh, reggae, cheesy reggae Beat that you probably would have heard them playing at Jimmy Pesto's Pasta nights Night. I love Louise's little uh uh uh.
2: I have a little fact about that. Yeah. So when they're like on their way to Mort's, uh-huh. they're like weekend at Mort's. So the uh uh uh, everybody is mouthing and singing it, but for some reason, Louise is the only one whose voice is heard.
1: Oh, I wonder if they just recorded Kristen Schaal and they forgot to do everyone else.
2: Right. And so in, but in dubbed versions of this show, the whole family sings the, uh, uh, uh. Oh,
1: do they say it differently in French?
2: Oh, 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 oh. oh.
1: Small death. They're all having Please. small deaths. Okay.
2: I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, while wow, We've got the credits frozen here. The voice of Samantha, who is the mortician that Mort Mm -hmm. meets. By the way, uh, Mort is voiced by Andy Kindler. I don't think we've said that because Mm -hmm. Mort's a regular, and I think Andy Kindler does a few other voices on the show, which we'll mention at some Mm -hmm. point. Uh, The voice of Samantha is Amy Sidaris, who perfect is amazing. She's hilarious. Strangers with Candy. She's. I think she's going to do more voices in the show too. If not, she's done voices on a million other things. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's great. Love her. Uh Louise has brought the plate over to uh Bob <laughs> and delivered it to Linda in the window. And now Gene is making his way in his burger suit across the screen.
0: Weekend at Morts. Yeah. We're dancing around.
1: And that's that. Those are the end credits to episode 11 Weekend at Morts. Uh Skylar Highlights, lowlights, things you love, things you didn't love?
2: First of all, I love a written song. This isn't like a full-flesh song, like maybe the banjo or lifting up the skirt of the night.
1: Lifting up the skirt of the n- She's not having it.
2: So I love that it's like original song, but technically it was taken from the episode. It wasn't, you know, written For just to the, play in the episode.
1: Yeah. But mixed with a reggae track... It's exactly. a it makes it
2: something new. So I love that it has the two components, but my highlight I think is gonna be Louise's uh 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> Um I'm with you on that. I think it's great. Although I do like the the mix of the song they were singing with the reggae music that's been that. all throughout. It ties so the whole I think that's maybe together. that's my highlight, just like that combination. Yeah. My low light as always is just the the non no visual. Uh, edition, you know, yeah. maybe in the window, a little Jimmy Pesto and his a Rasta wig would have been, uh,
2: or like lots of dead dead bodies in this episode. Yeah,
1: maybe there's a place where,
2: oh, like a Tina zombie. She talks a lot about, I didn't because this is now our second watch through, and Tina, you know, you remember the like zombie fantasy dream, um, but she talks about them a lot more than I realized. Yeah. So maybe like a zombie in Jimmy's Rastafarian way. Oh,
1: I like that. Yeah. You know what? Bob should be pantsless in these, cr- just no, in his underwear. No, that's it.
2: That's all it needs. Yeah. See, just like a small, or in his lazy pants because I with adore that, with lazy the knee,
1: pants. the knee, these hole. are
2: so gross. Linda hates them. Should we talk about your lazy pants while we're here?
1: Uh, yeah. This is a great time to talk about them. <laughs>
2: So when Max and I first started dating, he had these pants that his best friend also had a matching pair.
1: Shout out to my best friend, Yo. Um, yeah, his name is Yo. You heard that right.
2: The He had to tie them. They they looked like ski pants. And we live in California, first of all. And they Most were like pants I've ever a had. decade, two decades old. And the waist didn't hold them up anymore. It was broken.
1: Yeah, it was. So the- he
2: has tied it. So tightly that he can't adjust it anymore because it this knot is just, like, forever glued there. And, you know, upon, you know, approaching the subject of maybe getting some new pants, it was always... And no. no. So how did that? How did you end up throwing those away? Because I know it was like this big emotional tidy. I think yo. they just
1: broke eventually. Oh, they- <laughs> yeah. I would never have thrown those away if they didn't just break and I couldn't no longer like wear them.
2: And they're like big and bell bottomed oh, and they were so baggy. Oh, so comfortable. Oh,
1: love those lounge pants. <laughs> All right, those lounge pants were my yeah. Those were my bob pants. Okay, um, we score on a scale of one to ten. H's at the end of Tina's us. <sighs>
2: I'm going to go with a 7.5.
1: 7.5. Okay, I am going to go with a 6.5. Okay. H's. So 7 H's at the end of Tina's uh for weekend at Morts.
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Love it.
1: Let's move into the next episode. Alrighty. Skylar, can we have a title for episode 12 and a synopsis, please?
2: Yes. All right. Episode 12 is Lobster Fest. Love it. Um, I should just note, because this will play... Um, play into a few little trivia pieces. Lobster Fest was supposed to be the season one finale, but it ended up being the penultimate episode. All right, so Lobster Fest. Lobster Fest has taken over the Belcher's town, much to Bob's chagrin. First, it will hurt the restaurant's weekend revenue. And second... Bob's allergic to lobster, but things turn toward blue skies for Bob when gray skies roll in, and approaching hurricane cancels LobsterFest. Bob hosts all the LobsterFest guests at the restaurant while the kids boil up a plan to try lobster for the first time, which Bob has forbidden. That's LobsterFest.
1: I love LobsterFest. This episode was written by Aaron Abrams and Greg Thompson. It's directed by Buwan Lim. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, If not, I apologize. Um, I'm allergic to lobster. There's a fact for you. I'm like Gene in this episode.
2: I I would say you're more like Bob.
1: I I don't I don't have like a skin outbreak or like my I don't my face doesn't swell. I have stomach pains from lobster, like intense yeah. stomach pains.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> another date story. <laughs> kind of our first weekend away together we decided um we were in like a beach town we decided we we're gonna make lobster like did you know you it, it's literally like linda and bob's first date um did you know you were allergic to lobster and were hiding it from me no or? this
1: was i was i knew that i had had lobster in the past and there but i didn't i never put two and two together this is when i finally went like oh this is a reaction is, to the lobster yeah. I'm having, and it's terrible. It's terrible. It's worth it every now and then because lobster's so good. You say but
2: that, but you haven't.
1: It is like an all night, just like stomach cramp pain thing. It's awful. It's hor-
2: we had this romantic dinner. Yeah. It was like.
1: Did nothing it was nothing cures it. you just rolling around in bed and yeah. just pains. That's
2: intimacy. The first time you're like, my stomach hurts, yeah. and I may need the bathroom later.
1: Yeah, but it's not.
2: It's not like that, right? It's it's pain. Yeah, right.
1: I almost wish it was that because there's relief there.
2: <laughs> Maybe like a beginning, middle, and end. This
1: is great. If people haven't stopped listening because <laughs> of the grief, they're going to stop listening because of, of the... the diarrhea. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Do you have um, any trivia for us?
1: I do. This is the first appearance of Gretchen. Ye- Yeah. Linda's best friend, And
2: boy, does she have an appearance.
1: She does have an appearance. She gets hooked up with uh, Hugo, the The health inspector. inspector. Um, She's voiced by Larry Murphy, who does Teddy.
2: Really? Yeah, Yeah.
1: which I did not know until I looked this up. Um, She'll be in plenty of episodes moving forward. Also, first speaking appearance... Mm-hmm. Is Mister LaBonts, Mrs. LaBons,
2: who which I thought was LaBons, I did too. Yeah, okay. it's
1: LaBons. I guess. Uh-huh. I guess I just say it. Um She's been in a. She's been a, her. You've seen her in a few episodes, but this is the first episode where she speaks. But it's a completely different voice than the Mrs. LaBons we're used to uh-huh. later on. Like later on, she's like, "I, I, miss it, Mrs. Oh, LaBons." Yeah, she's has like a normal voice almost. It's not. I know, it's, it's very it's jarring. Not, it's not raspy at all.
2: This is what's fun about going back and rewatching stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Skylar
1: and I have teased, by the way, we have a Patreon. Uh, we're Bob's Credits on Patreon if you want to sign up for a tier there. But down the road, if we have enough patrons interested, we're going to have higher tiers. And one of the, our ideas is to have bonus episodes where we kind of like uh, follow the evolution of these characters. The from their first characters. appearance yeah. yeah, to like their most recent appearance and talk about... Their, I love it. Just their evolution. I'd I love to do, do a Mrs. LeBon's us. one. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested, please sign up for our Patreon. Uh, our only ha- tier
2: is ha- three bucks a month. Yeah.
1: Just so we know that there's enough interest for us to start recording those episodes and then we'll sign it. We'll add another tier. So on. Anyway, I'm sorry to go off on a Patreon. Actually, I'm not sorry to support us. It helps us. Yeah. And we love doing these for you. We
2: do. Yeah.
1: That's that's all I have as far as notes goes.
2: We actually do have two other character intros. Oh, okay. So Torpedo Jones, who we will see in the next episode. Yeah. And Bert Della Lucci?
1: The weatherman.
2: Not the weatherman. He might be the weatherman, but he w- he's the baseball commentator. Oh, okay. Um, they are introduced in this episode because if you remember, I said these two last two episodes were supposed to be aired in a different order so they had thought you know these two characters are already have already been prominently introduced let's pop them in lobster fest so you can see them i believe in the crowd
1: oh that's a fun fact
2: yeah you can definitely see them i just don't know the exact scene okay all right should we jump all right
1: yeah should we jump into the credits
2: yeah okay
1: so the end of the episode you know play the last few moments like we did last one, and so Hugo is yelling at Bob.
2: The whole restaurant's been wrecked.
1: Yeah. And again, like you said, this was supposed to be the finale. So I I read that this was kind of like a cliffhanger episode based on if the show was going to get picked up or not. It kind of was just like it would work either way if it was like a show ender for some reason.
2: It breaks my heart when shows have to, um, like, Parenthood's one of my all-time favorite shows. And one season, they didn't know if they were going to get picked up again. And they had, like, really intense storylines. So. You know, they have to write it so if they get canceled, it's emotionally satisfying. But you still want to, like, tease some. Yeah. So, anyway.
1: One of our favorite shows did that, actually. By the way, everyone listening to this. Go watch Patriot on Amazon <gasps> Prime.
2: Oh, my God.
1: It is one of the best shows on TV. I don't think it's getting a third season because it didn't get enough. Max unless, is
2: like still holding out hope.
1: I, I'm still hoping enough people will start watching it and it'll get like a cult following to where it's, it gets. It just gets... literally
2: went through the cracks because it was literally the best TV show on that year.
1: Yeah. I can't even. Sorry,
2: Amazon Prime?
1: Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. Patriot. Um, But that one, that show season two ended and it kind of ended like it could just be the show finale. But there's. I feel like there's enough... so
2: many like Patriot shows. What's one of the actors so they can make sure they're watching the right show?
1: Um, like they're. I think Michael Dorman is the lead.
2: Okay, cool.
1: And what's his name? Who played John Locke from Lost? Terry mm-hmm. Quinn is mm-hmm. on it too. So I guess search Look for, for those names just to make sure you're watching Patriot. It's just Patriot. It's not like American not Patriot. The
2: Patriot. It's
1: not. I don't think the title or the image
2: go with the show.
1: Express how great the show is and what yeah. the show is about.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Right.
1: So please watch it. There will be a test for those of you listening <laughs> next episode. Let's get to these credits. Okay. So, here we are. Surprise inspection. Oh. Pencil. Pencil. Pad. Pad. Oh, Ben Spindle. Ron, shut it down. Let's
2: hear it for John Van Horn and the music Okay.
1: So, first of all, Hugo, not my favorite character. I find him pretty annoying.
2: Not my favorite character.
1: Um... So he's giving the little health inspection. He's mad at Bob, and it goes into the end credits after he says shut it down. Mm-hmm. And we hear, let's hear it for John Van Horton and the music extrusion, who we hear about in the beginning of this episode. Uh, Gene was conceived to them, apparently. Oh, I
2: forgot that. And he says something
1: like he... would he want he, he hopes to return the favor someday. Oh, that's whatever right. I that yeah, like does
2: not. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and then they play at Lobster Fest. So I guess is like kind
2: And they're um. So when Bob takes in all the lobster, um, fest, people, they're there. And Bob's like, look at all that wet gray hair or something like that. Yeah. Is that the same band? Yeah,
1: same band. So we are seeing the generic credit sequence, uh, Bob, Louise, and Tina prepping burgers, while this band has just been introduced and they're kind of going to be warming up. So they're just doing the sound check. Uh, Tina and Louise are prepping the burgers, and Louise is offering the plate to Bob. He's giving it to Linda. Linda. Here comes Gene. I like that the band never actually starts playing. Yeah. And ends with them just about to play. I like that. Yeah, that's good.
2: All right, I love the subtlety of this.
1: Highlights, lowlights.
2: I'm just a little bit bummed.
1: Especially when you think about that this was the finale, technically. Yeah. You know?
2: I mean, who knows when they create these credits, but yeah. I think my... Highlight is the one, two, three, four, and it cuts at four. I kind of I like
1: that's mine too. Like that they're they don't get to play is kind of funny.
2: Yeah, and I actually love some the simplicity of it. Like I like quiet moments with just a little detail, but I'm still bummed these aren't. Yeah, more fun.
1: Yeah, and that's I guess kind of a low light is that they didn't do anything visually again. Yeah, what could what could they have done from this episode?
2: I mean. Uh Gene with his just walking through with his red face. That would have been perfect. Yeah.
1: Just still puffy.
2: Exactly. I, I
1: agree. That would have been perfect.
2: Or like, um, you don't see the front of them, but like I thought it was so cute when they were eating their first lobster, the kids. They mm-hmm. had toilet paper as like little lobster bibs. So yeah. they could have just been wearing that or something. Yeah, I like it. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Alright, on a scale of one to ten H's at the end of Tina's uh. Five
2: point five.
1: And I'm gonna give it a five. Okay. So that's five point two five H's at the end of Tina's uh. Mm-hmm. This um podcast is making me better at,
2: at remembering simple my fraction math.
1: skills. Yes. My decimal skills, mm-hmm. my my yeah okay let's move on to the next episode our final episode for season one
2: season finale uh
1: final episode for season one for our podcast and we're gonna officially move into season two after this and i think we're gonna do just one episode per episode of our show yeah they're really gonna start getting better okay oh they
2: are the credits are our podcast
1: no, our podcast is already phenomenal. The <laughs> like credits This, are, this the is credits, what I
2: can give to this.
1: <laughs> the credits are going to start getting better. <laughs> okay. All right. Hit us with that uh, title and synopsis.
2: Um this title is Torpedo. Bob is thrilled when his childhood hero, baseball pitcher Torpedo, takes to his burgers. But soon Bob finds out he's just using the burger grease to cheat. Gene partakes in the mascot race where he excels, particularly when he realizes his dad totally condones cheating. Perfect. Thank this
1: you. Uh, episode was written by Dan Feibel and Rich Rinaldi and directed by Yunghee Lee and again I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly or if it's Kyung Lee um Kyunghee Lee I apologize if I'm getting it wrong uh, a fun fact about this one um Rich Rinaldi's name I think in the opening credits is yeah. accidentally spelled Rindali
2: I just need to, like, meet this person who's making this typos and be like, I get you. Yeah. I understand you. Are you dyslexic? Because I am, too. Let's be friends. Yeah. I'm very curious if you have this fun fact. Do you have anything about I Ollie? Have, I
1: have some fun facts. You Just go ahead.
2: So this is the only episode where one of the twins of Ollie and Andy appears in an episode by themselves. Ollie gets it. He has one more episode. Um, and so... Um, when Bob finds his conscience and, uh, no, will no longer help torpedo cheat, they get kicked out of their seats and have to move to the back of the stands. And apparently Ollie is there. I haven't gone back to watch, but he's just chilling.
1: (laughs) Do you think he's just by himself? Not with his dad or anything? He's just there. I don't know. My guess is that they had, like, these extra side characters, stuff like that, and they just needed to fill, like, Seats. the stadium and stuff like that, so they used Ollie, and who knew if he was going to be a regular or not? They just, He could just been a generic kid.
2: I just want, like, a spinoff episode of uh, just, like, Ollie, and it's, like, a day in the Life Slice of Life Ollie episode, and I want to know how he just found himself there in those stands.
1: Yeah. I, I would watch that. I would watch an episode where they were separated and had to, like, find each other. Oh, <laughs> I love him it. And, him and Andy. I love it. It'd be great. I would, I would love a whole side, Ollie and Andy, because I feel like I feel like early on, they're very prominent because they're such great early on side characters, but then so many other good side heroes come on, they kind of get like pushed to this. They yeah. don't have enough storylines themselves. They're so funny. But they pop up every now and then. They're great. Yeah. Great. Love the Silverman sisters. Um, so another fact I have about this episode is that this is the last episode to premiere on television that was animated in Flash um which is an you know a, a cheaper uh, like animation program mm-hmm. computer program which is interesting cuz like we've been commenting on the animation how it looks kind of weird early on and then it gets a little better you know like oh, a lot of shows do that like the simpsons did that and mm. family guy like as they become more successful they get better animation so then starting the season 2 it's animated in a program called toon boom harmony mm. which that contains tools required to handle cutout uh, paperless frame-by-frame and traditional animation workflows from scanning to compositing and 2D, 3D integration. So I guess that just makes everything move mm. more fluidly and probably limits how much stuff they have to kind of, like, upload. Oh, Biscuit <laughs> biscuit has just made his move from the floor on one side of the room all the way to his bed on the other side of the room. I'm going to take a picture. Oh, he heard me. He buried his face in his bed, and then he heard me talking about him and pulled his face out.
2: Both of these topics are very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Biscuit's very animated. He is. He for- looks like
2: a cartoon dog.
1: Yeah. Okay. Anything else before we get into these end- these final end credits?
2: Uh, Something just quick and fun. Sure. Um, when they're in the dugout and torpedoed tousles, Jean's hair in one shot, Linda doesn't have her apron on, and then she magically has it on. Oh, whoops. I love goofs like that. I wonder that. if
1: that's a flash animation issue or something like that.
2: Because this is the last one on this? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, Maybe it's it the was. same guy who made the typos in the opening credits.
1: Okay, so right before these end credits end, the roller coaster at uh, Wonder Wharf has fallen down because Mr. Fish Odor was pulling out pieces of wood and screws to support the bleachers at his... I also i, I don't understand the... Uh, the Locations here, like
2: I know it's just there's this a magical. Baseball, world. Yeah, it's
1: like a baseball stadium there, right off next to Wonder Wharf. But I don't know that we've, we've seen never a baseball seen it. stadium Otherwise, I feel like it's like
2: in the water, like yeah. it should be in the water. Yeah,
1: because now, yeah, because now the roller coaster is like right on the water. Yeah, anyway, Tina has now collected um, some memorabilia from being the ball girl.
2: Let's see what it is.
1: Hey, Tina, what you got there? The team signed a ball, so I'd have something to remember them by. And I took this jock strap. Okay, sweetie, let's throw that in the wash. No. Come on, give it to mm-hmm. me. Do you know how many venereal diseases those mm-hmm. baseball players have? I don't care. Whose was it? Smells like Angel. Angel. But don't tell Fina. Mm-hmm. I love that Gene knows exactly who it smells like. Me too. So gross. Ladies and gentlemen, you can purchase delicious burgers that look somewhat like him right here at okay, the park. So we've got the generic sequence again. I don't think anything changes here. We're going to get the same credits. Yep. But what's playing is earlier when Gene won his first race as a mascot, Mr. Fish Odor was just kind of like announcing that he was the winner.
2: Well, hummingbird. Oh, hummingbird. there's a hummingbird.
1: There's a hummingbird outside. Not inside. Don't panic, people. <laughs> we're fine. Would Sorry, it be? Would, I find good Would we those be really panicked if a hummingbird was inside?
2: You know what? They can be vicious.
1: Inside, it would be terrifying. They're beautiful to look at outside, but they're so. Can you see
2: it? Because it's good luck.
1: I can see it. Okay. (laughs) I just had to like bend my neck and I'm forever stuck in this position, but I can see it. Yeah. So they're
2: very territorial. Okay.
1: I'm glad the pumping brand was not inside. So Mr. Odor is announcing, and Gene has the opportunity to announce his father's restaurant as free advertising in the stadium. the
2: goal of this whole thing. So we'll
1: listen to what happens as they prep the burger and at my family's restaurant and uh what's the name of that restaurant ah oh, it's, it's it's god bob's there burgers, every day. It's, bob's burgers! Oh god. Gene. No, never mind god. never mind that's bob's okay we can get everything you expect oh from a burger at whatever the name of his restaurant oh, oh i just remembered is. i just remembered it's too late oh no, say it and I, I love that gene is Tiptoeing or creeping his way in his burger suit, yeah. like he does as this is all going on. I love that one. Gene can't doesn't know it, and Mister Fishodder, who is the landlord for Bob's Burgers, doesn't know it as well, yeah. or he doesn't just doesn't want to say it because yeah. he's an asshole. But um, or he doesn't know it because he is also oblivious. Yeah, he just cares about himself. Yeah, he's self-involved. He doesn't care about Bob's. But um yeah, those were the end credits for the very last episode of season one. Highlights, slow lights for you. So, it's an interesting choice to play during the end credits.
2: There was something like oddly soothing about it.
1: I think it's just great to hear Bob's Burgers being screamed at you at the end of the at the end of the the, yeah season.
2: I like the quiet moments in the restaurant after like a crazy episode. I don't know. It just worked for me. the The overlay.
1: I like Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers.
2: Bob's Burgers. <laughs> my highlight is just Gene. Like I, that, this is so something that would have happened to me as a kid. And he's like, "Oh, I've remembered." I just, I just want to like hug him.
1: Yeah, poor just Gene. Poor Gene. Okay. Any lowlights? Just-
2: um. By the way, Bob was so mean to him. I was a little uncomfortable in the episode.
1: Bob was Bob was a little bit meaner in season one than he is throughout the rest of the show.
2: Yeah, I mean my low light is just going to be that they didn't create anything for this. They literally took something from the episode and nothing's changed in the credits.
1: Yeah. I, I think maybe uh torpedo, the um, baseball player sneaking around kind of trying to get some grease oh, would be, be funny. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What else do you think from the episode could have
2: been um, in the credits here? The jock strap could have been on the kitchen counter which would have been oh, just
1: <laughs> so gross but i yeah but sh-
2: i could see either gene or her carrying that around
1: yeah or maybe just like tina's not prepping the burger she's kind of obsessed with the jock strap and linda's trying to get it away from her oh yeah the that's entire cute credits
2: yeah, yeah i like that
1: okay uh our very last scoring for season one a, sc- on a scale of one to ten h's at the end of tina's us. <laughs> how many
2: this is pages? tough i guess i'll say six
1: yeah, I'll meet you at 6. Okay. Sure, I like that. 6. Um, it leaves us with the Bob's Burgers screaming, just like, we're going to end this screaming Bob's Credits at you. Yeah. So you just, it's just ingrained <laughs> in your brain. You can't stop thinking about it. So, thank you for listening, everyone. That was the f- first season of Bob's Burgers End Credits. And Is
2: this our end of our season?
1: Yeah, except we're going to dive right into the next season okay. next week. But in the meantime, we would love for you to follow us on social media. We are Bob's Credits all across the board. Instagram, Twitter, Gmail, uh, as I said, Patreon. Please follow us. We are enjoying doing this podcast. We'd love to know that people are listening. Please leave us a review wherever you're listening. It helps us out a lot. Please tell your friends if you're enjoying the podcast. What else, Skylar? What have I left out here? Before we uh, sign off,
2: I don't think anything. Okay. Just want to thank you for journeying through a whole season of Bob's Burgers with us. And just want to remind you to stay saucy.
1: There it is, the official sign off of the podcast, except for when we scream Bob's Bob's credits, credits!
2: Bob's Bob's credits, credits!" Bob's credits.
1: I'm just going to keep doing it.
2: (laughs) Just slowly fade that out. Bob's credits.